Welcome to The Breakdown with INFB. We're your hosts, Garrett Kelly and Heidi Gant. As planting season wraps up and farmers take a breath after getting their crop in the ground, we wanted to talk to the new director of the Indiana State Department of Agriculture, Don Lamb. Director Lamb is a second generation farmer from Boone County, where he also served as vice president of the Boone County Council, Western Boone School Board member, and policy committee member of the Boone County Farm Bureau. Welcome, Director Lamb. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being on. Before we get started, first, let us congratulate you on your appointment as the director of the ISDA. I know Randy Crone has said it before, and I'll repeat it. Uh, it's well-deserved. Uh, so let's talk about kind of how you got to this point. What's your farming background? What's the operation look like? And and how did maybe that prepare you for this role? Oh, thank you. I appreciate those words. And and um, yeah, my my background really, uh, in you know, been a farmer uh, maybe all of my life, if you uh, uh, consider the fact that I grew up on a farm. My dad was a first-generation farmer, so uh, we don't have generations generations and generations of, of family in it. Um, but I have farmed my whole life, went to Purdue, I graduated in 1989 with Ag Econ, and uh, came home and and uh, and farmed with my dad and my brother. And uh, just that operation um, is still very active right now without me. And um, uh, but it's been a, a, a great life. Um, and I, I guess I would say as far as uh, one point of note, when my, my wife grew up in Indianapolis, she's a uh, I guess I'd say she's a city girl. And um, one of our first experiences uh, as a farm couple was being on the Farm Bureau uh, Young Farmer Committee, State Young Farmer Committee. And so I guess I would say to start it out, you know, when I think about Farm Bureau, I would probably say I'm not. I wouldn't be where I where I am right now in this seat if it wasn't for that experience, because that really, you know, as young a young farm couple trying to figure out what priorities in life are and what you're going to do. And, um, you know, that really solidified our our desire to be active in, in farm policy and and what we could do outside of, of our standard farm. Love that. You actually stole one of the questions I was going <laughs> to ask you, because because we do know that that's one thing that we've talked about here. We're grateful to have someone at ISDA who has been active in Farm Bureau before and and understands farmers. Um, so let's talk about your your start as you're in this new role. How's it gone since since you started? Has anything surprised you? Uh, everything surprises me. So it's been, uh, no, it's been a, it's been a really great experience. Um, it, you know, it wasn't an easy decision. It had to be made fairly quickly. And, uh, so for me, it was a total lifestyle change. Um, and really had to walk away from, from one life and, and join another one. And, and, um, so that felt really odd. Um, and at the same time, it felt really natural, um, because, the people had a lot of relationships that were established. So I knew a lot of the people and then the, the team here at, at ISDA is, is so good um, that they made me not only just feel welcome, um, but, you know, Bruce Kettler had done a great job of leading this organization. Um, and, and so I wasn't stepping into any problem. You know, I wasn't stepping into something that needed to be fixed. And, and uh, when I look at the, the political world and how sometimes things happen, I, I can't imagine the places that people sometimes get dropped into. And, and you know, I just have to uh, change this, fix this, hire new people, um, you know, establish a program. And uh, it's been nothing like that for me. I've, I've really, you know, they just kind of held my hand and led me into the spot and said, you know, here's what's important. And um, 
So I've, I've been drinking from the fire hose, as people say, I've, I've had to learn an awful lot, but it's been a, a really great experience. For those who don't know, what are kind of the overall goals uh, of ISDA and things that you all work on over there? Right. There's a lot. Um, FFA is a part of ISDA, so there's a great team there. They kind of just go. They're, they're, just, they're geared that way. FFA's got a great program. And so it's not like I have to come in and, and learn how to lead the FFA there, but it's a support for them and it's a structure for them. And, and they're right here. The leaders of the state FFA are here in our office. So that's part of it. Um, soil and water conservation uh, districts uh, are part of it. So conservation is, is a big part of what we do. We talk about that a lot. Policy development. Uh, so like with you guys, we have a, a three-person policy team that keeps track of everything going on at the state house. And, and of course, uh, that that has its busy times and its slower times when we get out of the state uh, legislature. Then we start thinking about uh, federal issues and how we can be involved there. So there's seasons of that. The the uh, uh, the one regulatory function we have is grain buyers and 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 warehousing licensing and and that is a very important service that we provide uh, to farmers as a security for the grain that's in storage. And um, that's. Uh, you know, it's probably the most behind the scenes part of our group, um, but boy, it's an important one. And we've got a really good team that works on that. And then the thing that uh, has been maybe the most eye-opening for me is, is economic development. We have an economic development team, and that's the part that I would say as I've, as I've gotten started, I've just learned um, how important that part of what we do is, not just agriculture, um, uh, but to the whole state. And then how do we play a role as agriculture in the state when we think about our overall economic development? So there's those five different things, a lot going on. And um, again, I don't have to know uh, a lot about e each one of those things because we've got really good people um, in those spots. Yeah, sounds like quite a bit. So I get you had mentioned that there's still a lot going on at your family farm. Do you still have kind of a hand in some of those day-to-day -day stuff or do you miss having a hand in some of the day-to-day -day stuff? Oh, I, yeah, I definitely miss it. So, but yeah, I'm, I keep saying I'm, I'm trying not to have one foot in both worlds. Um, I really am committed here uh, where I'm at and, and uh, cause I just don't think I could, I could do both, but I, I'm, I'm kind of keeping a toe in the, in the farm. And so I, you know, I talked to my brother, a couple times a day usually and keep up with what's happening there. Um, but I've really had to kind of release that. And, and he's got uh, two boys and I have a daughter that are involved in the farm. And, and so, you know, we do have another generation coming on. And, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing when you think about most farm operations and family businesses. In general, we probably have a hard time with really passing that, that on. You know, the succession is never, never comes real natural. It's something you almost have to force. And and in some ways, when we started talking about the possibility of me doing this, it, it was a way to kind of force a change that we probably needed to do anyway. Now, I really think I'll be back on that farm um, at some point. I don't intend to be gone forever. Um, but, but the change for this season of life, I think, is, is healthy for us all. So INFB and uh, ISDA's relationship. So Indiana Farm Bureau was heavily involved in supporting the legislation that, you know, created ISDA uh, well, just short of 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and one of your priorities there, mainstays as a Farm Bureau member has been advocacy. So can you talk about the importance of advocacy and, and how it impacts agriculture? Yeah. 
Well, I think it's great that you brought up the start of, of where, where this came from, because I remember that um, pretty well. And if you just think about um, leadership development in agriculture, what you guys do, what organizations like the Agri-Institute do, as I told you, I, you know, I was on the State Young Farmer Committee, and that really got me rolling with Farm Bureau, and that got me involved in my county Farm Bureau. And then, you know, a, a next step I, I took was I was part of the Agri-Institute program, and I learned leadership development with Agri-Institute. And then not long after that, the State Department of Agriculture was formed. And it's just interesting how um, for that timing of my life, uh, it was really important to see that. You know, it's really and and it was such a, a time that developed some real momentum for agriculture in Indiana. You know, it was a, a time that we had some pride in in uh, the fact that agriculture was respected enough to have its own department. We probably should have had it before then, but um, but it really built some momentum. And for me, in my in my life and where I was at, you know, I I could see that. And um and I think that's partly why I'm where I'm at today, as far as just having a desire to be here because. I could see how important that was for agriculture to be recognized as a major part of our of our state's economy. You know, I, I think that's that's kind of what motivates me. And I think I guess I'd, I'd remind uh, the farmers uh, around the state that we have so much to be proud of. And uh, so being a part of this is just kind of a natural uh, follow up to that uh, feeling. You know, I've, I've heard it said quite a bit that the people are glad there's a farmer in the role. And um. And my immediate reaction to that is, okay, what does that mean? You know, if, you know, if you're glad there's a farmer in the role, what does that mean uh, I should be doing as a farmer in this role? And I think a lot of it is just that um, the fact that we're proud of, of what we do and proud of who we are as, as farmers in Indiana. And it, it's a natural thing to be an advocate for agriculture when that's your background. I know you you had mentioned a couple of times being a part of that young farmer program that we have. Mm-hmm. Is there, I think that's one struggle that a lot of people have is, is kind of getting younger, the younger generation engaged in what's important and in that advocacy. Do you have anything that you, any advice for, for people mm-hmm. coming maybe out of high school or college um, and getting into the ag profession? It's I, to, the first thing I think of is it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. I was a young farmer and um, I guess I'm not anymore, um, but I still feel I still feel that way. And um, I think now it's even more exciting. Um, you know, there was there were many opportunities when I was that that age. But now there's just so many opportunities. And, and when you think about I'll, I'll steal the, the word that Ted McKinney always used when he was here. He, he talked about agriculture being a big tent and we've got an awful lot of. Uh, aspects of agriculture available to us from uh, from small farms, niche farms. Um, the Indiana Grown Program here um, in ISDA really um, helps uh, people who are starting those those operations. And really, it's not just that. Some of these operations are big and, and really uh, doing very well, but they're Indiana Grown products. But So you've got all those kind of niches. And then you've got commercial agriculture. You've got the hardwood industry, which I've learned so much about the hardwood industry since I've been here. It's a $10 billion operation for our state, you know, and I had, I had no idea that, I mean, that's, that's huge. We can be proud of the fact that the hardwood industry is part of agriculture here in our state. So you've got that, that whole world. And then you get up into the ag biosciences and everything that's happening with Agrinovis, Mitch Frazier, there doing a great job of, of uh, promoting that, you know, really around the country and around the world. And um, so Indiana is an awesome place to be. It really, truly is. That's not just a cheerleader statement. 
Um, and there's so many opportunities for young, young people to be involved. Even if you don't have a farm background, an ag background, get into it because there's, there's a lot of opportunities in agriculture. Sorry, when you talk about opportunities, you know, as far as the, the state of Indiana or ISDA or Indiana Farm Bureau, what are, what are some of those opportunities you see in the future, whether it's through, you know, a lot of our partners in the ag biosciences or, or as things change in agriculture, as they always do, where do kind of our organizations fit in, you think? Well, I, I think of several different things. Conservation comes to mind because I think we're realizing more and more and more how important um, uh, conserving our resources are. And so I, and I think young people are even more attuned to that. So lots of opportunities to do things to help us improve um, the way we take care of our land. We've always done a, a great job of that, but that's just going to become more and more important. And, and, and the idea that that's really a part of our economy, you know, conservation is not just a cost. Conservation is an opportunity. Uh, to put us in, in, a, in a good spot for the future. So it's part of our economic development. Um, that's one thing. Technology, of course, is, is so big in, in everything, uh, but to young people, it's just part of their lives. It's what they do, it's every, every day. So, um, and you know, we're using drones now on our farm, not just to look at our crops, but to actually identify weeds, not, you know, and, and, and locate those uh, specific weed in a, in a specific field that we could spray with a specific herbicide and things like that just kind of blow my mind. And it makes me wonder where it's going to be, you know, even 10 years from now. So I know you said you, you joined ISDA and it's already a well-oiled machine, but is there one thing that you think that you want to leave your mark on um, while you're there? Is there one big priority that you have to accomplish in your role? That's a great question. Um, I actually just said this this morning, you know, I think agriculture we've, we've said, uh, for years and years and years that we need to tell our story. And I think we're really good at telling our story to each other. I'm not sure that many people outside of agriculture really know our value. And so when you think about, and, and, and you know, we don't maybe want to think of it this, babe, this way, but just think about it in dollars, you know, and uh, Agronovus will talk about being a $58 billion um, part of our state um, of what the ag biosciences would, would, would give to our state and production agriculture is something like $35 billion of that. You know, the hardwood industry, as I talked about, such a big part of our economy. And what I would really love would be um, in a couple of years, that's common uh, speak to, uh, to the people in state government all over, you know, that agriculture is recognized as a big part of our state's economy. It's, it's not something just to replace, it's something that, and it doesn't mean we're against other kinds of development. It means that when you, when you come in to develop in ag land, you have to at least recognize that you're replacing something that's already a resource. It's already something that's bringing in revenue. It's already something that doesn't have a real high tax uh, consequence to the local economy. Um, and, and, and then if you wanna have development that, that beats that financially, go for it. And, and we in agriculture you know, need to be, can, will be behind that. And so, uh, but I would love it if agriculture is much more a part of the common speak of the people outside of agriculture in Indiana. Personally for you, we saw you uh, like to do some agricultural mission work. Can you tell us uh, maybe where you've done that? What, what called you to do that and, and what that's like for you and your family? Uh, that, that's something I would say God put together. Um, it was not a strategy. It was not something we set out to do. Um, we had a, a, a great guy named Brian Smith that came to our farm looking for a part-time job while he figured out what he wanted to do in, with missions. 
And as we talked and, and, and really got to know him better and talked about agriculture and he went on a couple trips and he came to the realization that the agriculture world and, and really the gospel mixed together so well. Um, and there's a curriculum called Farming God's Way that we picked up and started teaching that curriculum. And it's, it's not about trying to modernize or westernize or anything as far as uh, agriculture uh, techniques go. It's about teaching subsistence farmers who are farming really with a hoe most of the time on something less than an acre, but it's teaching them the things that we all know here in Indiana about soil care, um, you know, hybrid or variety uh, selection, uh, things that make a huge difference to them. And, but they're really, there's just such a lack of knowledge uh, around the world of some of those things that we, we take for granted. We think it's simple, but it's just not being taught um, some of those basic agriculture techniques. So, so many places you can make a big difference in their production. And when you go to the other parts of the world, you know, it's their food, you know, we're, it's not, it's not just something they do as income. And if there's no government program to back them up, if something goes wrong, um, it's their food supply for the year and, and you can make a big difference. But we've, I think Brian uh, has been in uh, something like 25 different countries. Now he's been everywhere from Chad, Kenya, uh, Liberia, I've been in, in Haiti quite a bit, Jamaica, Uganda. There's just been a lots of opportunities to travel and, uh, and, and help with agriculture around the world. It's, been, it's probably been the most gratifying thing that, that our farm's done, um, you know, maybe ever as far as that goes. Um, but it wasn't a plan. It wasn't something we tried to figure out and do. It was just something I would say God put together for us. That's amazing. Do you ever need volunteers or people who are would be interested in doing that how would they find out oh yeah <laughs> thanks for that question so agristewards.org is the the uh, the name of the organization and, and we do a training every summer on our farm uh, about how we do that and we get missionaries really from all over the country come and learn how to teach agriculture as a part of a mission program and uh, we usually have a uh, the founder of the farming God's Way program is from South Africa and, and he's a good friend and comes and helps teach those classes. And um, so there's lots of opportunities. And then really, as far as going places, a lot of people have got a place or, or something that maybe they've done before uh, or a relationship, relationship that they have with a missionary. And we do building projects and we do relief projects and things like that. But in the ag world, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun when you can figure out a way to put your passion for agriculture uh, to work somewhere else. I love that so much. Thanks for telling us about that. And I hope people really look into the agro stewards um, and yeah. learn more about that. Um, I think that's a great time uh, to, to end our podcast then. And we always end um, each podcast with asking you what's on the horizon. So this podcast is called The Breakdown. So would you break down something that is on the horizon for ISDA or for Don Lamb? What, what do you have <laughs> coming up? Yeah, uh, I would say right now what's on the horizon would be the state fair. And uh, because I haven't I haven't been through a state fair season yet here and, and for ISDA, that's kind of the Super Bowl um, of the year where a lot of the commodity organizations and, and farm groups come together and uh, have different meetings throughout that time. And, you know, ISDA kind of lives at the state fair for the 17 days. And, and uh, so uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to lose some weight now so uh, so that I can eat uh, eat like I want to then. But no, I just I just encourage you. you know, let's keep let's keep the state fair a, a big part of what we do in agriculture in Indiana, and let's make that better and better and better. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Perfect. Well, I'm sure we'll see you there at the fair. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate it. All right, I appreciate you guys. 
If you enjoyed our conversation today, make sure to subscribe to The Breakdown with INFB and even rate and review us to let us know how we're doing. For more information, visit infb.org slash podcast. Next month, join us for a conversation about farmers markets. Whether you're a vendor, a market manager, or just an appreciator of local farmers markets, you won't want to miss it.